This is Blake Seven in Character, the podcast that travels at Standard by Five to seek out elements from the classic TV show. We'll be taking a look at the one-off characters and occasionally the not-so-one-offs, who they are, what we think, the actor's backstory, and anything that occurs to us as we waffle away. So, stand by to teleport, but this is going to be spoiler-heavy, so it's advisable that you watch the episode first. I'm curious to know, Ian, what outfit have you chosen to wear for this recording today? Well, I, in the spirit of this episode, I uh, snuck along to the BBC archives and just took a, a few bits of old costume uh, and I'm wearing that, so it's a right mi- mishmash. All right, yes, that's suitable. I wanted to go for the pink top knot, because I, but I haven't got yep. enough hair to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, in, uh, in tribute to the guy that we're going to see later on, who's got like a metal strip down his nose, I've sellotaped a uh, dessert spoon to my forehead and it's coming down across my nose that's practical and fashionable so, practical fashionable yeah. and cheap and um, cheap yes. which yes so which this episode is story one of the three yeah yeah, yeah. This, um, but before this, we before we go on happy new year to you it's, yes happy yeah, new, this, new year to you and our listener and our listener this is um, it might, this might air in february or something but um this is actually the first one we're doing this year isn't it yes uh, well if, if i yeah. if i pull my proverbial out when we've done this recording and i can edit it quickly enough and get it off to matt at neo's as it should be out on friday so we shouldn't have oh, a break quick, in pace quick okay so well, yes, why are yes. you editing these every nugget we say is gold what <laughs> I'm not answering it. Yeah, no. no. All right. Okay. No, right. So here we go. Warlord. Season four, Warlord. I mean, this story always, right from the get-go, has infuriated me because this story, I think, is a good story. It's got a cracking premise uh, and you've got some good lines in it. But the rest, it's the production of it is awful. Yeah, it's... Can you imagine what this... This storyline, what this episode would have been if it would have been in season one or two, I can't Blake doing it. But I think it would have been you would have had, you would have had the leaders of the planets would have been in somber, you know, uh, Nero suits or at best a tabard. They'd be sat round in a room talking about it. it. Would have been brilliant. It would have been politically believable. This, the, like you're right. This the story is actually pretty good. When I was watching it, I was thinking, do you know what? There is a if. If you cut out all the talent bits, there is a kernel of a really good, interesting story here. Yeah. But you've got to dig through so much uh, horrendous production value, and I use the term value, you know, in inverted commas. Um, it it's, it looks awful. I've never known an episode look so slapped together. Mm. And, you know, last week we were saying about the, the Moloch, um, episode yeah. about how I used to listen to it and I forgot yeah. how bad it looked. But with this one, with with Warlord, I've always remembered how bad it looked because at the same time this was being featured quite a bit in the Blake Seven Monthly. Yes, magazine. yeah, they seemed unduly proud of it, didn't they? It used yeah. to be a lot of a lot of photos and stuff were in it. I don't know, or it was just that this was the block that they were allowed in at that point to you know to, yeah. to watch the recording of or whatever because the story is actually good i mean there's <coughs> pardon me there's sort of there's a good political story there's bits of like hamlet and macbeth in there mm-hmm. there's you know 
there's a romance, if you can call it that. <laughs> um, so there's good stuff in here, but it it's really poorly handled. And at this point, it, I mean, I, I don't know whether you know in whether that you in the, your uh, behind the scenes bits whether this was written for Blake and not Avon. I don't know because Avon don't act like Avon in it. At he all. doesn't. He doesn't. I mean, the, the the actual premise of what he's doing, getting these people together, is what Blake was yeah. wanting to do. In the what episode was it? The last one we had where we were talking about Blake and Blake was saying, "Oh, this is a good place as any. We need to get a planet behind us." Well, yeah. here we are, two years later. Avon is getting planets. Behind him, he's doing what Blake wanted to do yeah. right why, from the get-go. Why would he? Avon's got no interest in this. That was that 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 was my point. Yeah. What? Why is he doing this? You know, um, um, why is he involving himself? If they just keep off the radar, we yeah. know Serverland wants Orac, but Avon's got no beef against the Federation. He never has done this. This is not the Avon of season one and two, is it? No, I mean, they could go to Zenon Base and live their lives out there fairly comfortably and never be on serverland's radar she would never know where they are but to put so even if, if you take the the idea that he's doing this at the attack is the best form of defense and that this is the only what you know winning is the only survival and all this sort of thing the amount of risks he's taking mm. to make their lives a bit more secure is much more dangerous than he if he had just not done it mm. Mm. it it doesn't make any sense. So he's telling loads of people where Xenon Base is, where before this, no one knew where Xenon yeah. Base is. You know, he's taken a lot of people into trust, which backfires, um, which he didn't need to. Avon if, never trusts anyone. He's no. said it time and time again. I don't trust anyone. Yeah, he certainly wouldn't trust this lot. No. I mean, the, the, the Avon <laughs> of old would see through this lot straight away. So would Villa. Villa's almost not in this episode, is he? He's, no. And you can almost tell on Michael Keaton's performance that he—he's always. I think it's the first time I think he's given a not lackluster because he's got nothing to do, but almost a, he, he might not have needed to be there. Mm. It, it's it's such a weird little episode. It is. It's weird and it's off. And yeah, the the production's awful. You know, the costumes yeah. are bad. The video effects are appalling. Um, the acting from a lot of the guest cast oh, is, is, yeah. is terrible. And the characterization of the main lot, that's yeah. off as well. Everything is. is off. No, the, the only person that comes out of this with any dignity, and how many times have we said this, is Sue Lin. Yeah. Glynis Barber comes out once again, thoroughly professional. And even the character is, I mean, she's the only one that's got any sense in this whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no one else, Tarrant doesn't really act like Tarrant. Um, Avon's not Avon. Dana's doesn't really do a lot, but doesn't no. really come across as Dana. Villa, like I say, doesn't do anything at all. It, no. It's it's so strange. I can understand why some of the acting is bad. I mean, some of it is bad because some of the actors are bad. I'm sorry, everything I've seen some of these actors in, mm -hmm. they've not been a good actor. But I imagine some of these people are very good actors, but can you imagine turning up on the day... And you're wearing costumes like that, like and that. you're in sets like that. Yeah, you would go into panto mode, or you would go into the "what the hell is going on here" mode. It is. It is it's, shocking. It. It's I, so weird. Yeah, yeah, I think if this is what Blake Seven had been like from the oh. off, I don't think I would have stayed around. No. This, this, this yeah. to me is like the Tomorrow People. Well, yeah. we, we keep comparing it to the Tomorrow People, yeah. and this could have been 
um, visually, anyway, uh, an episode of The Tomorrow People. Yeah, there's a reason no one other than a few very diehard fans watches The Tomorrow People anymore mm. or seeks it out or because you you have that nostalgia where you think, oh, I used to like that. And you start watching you think, this is awful, this is mm. the production values are like non-existent, the acting's bad. But Blake 7, I mean, we keep saying that season one and two is like a completely different show. It is in this case because the, it's, this is not serious at all, which is a shame because there's some serious ideas going on here. Mm. It's just, just handled yeah, very badly. Very, very badly. Yeah, but the idea, though, the story um, was by a guy by the name of Simon Masters. And uh, I looked him up. Of course, this is the only thing he ever did for yeah, Blake I, Seven. I was going to say, I didn't recognise the name. Uh, no, 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 this is not only the only thing that he did for Blake Seven. This is his only genre thing oh, right. as well. And uh, he, he wrote for Zed Cars. He wrote for Poldark and things what? like this. This is coming up so often, isn't it? Why do they keep hiring writers that... I mean, I, I suppose we've answered it before that they're a steady pair of hands, but mm. there must have been some some other writers that they could have used. Did, mm. was, was there like an embargo on? They didn't want to use Doctor Who writers or something? Or? I don't know. I mean, by this point, Doctor Who had bought, built up a nice little stable of writers, haven't they? Couldn't they have sort of borrowed some of them? Uh, for whatever reason, though, we've got it, um, and, yeah. and, and, and here it is, so let's start talking about it. Um, straight away, there's an oddity in this tale, um, in that we go into the action before the opening music has finished. Yeah, it's poorly edited. It's it, I, this I whole episode it. is poorly edited. Yeah, there's and there's some, really some weird. We're going to be talking choices. about some odd directorial uh, choices in this as well. Yes. Yeah, definitely. And, yeah, and Avon standing in front of a look. Well, basically, it's a cinema screen. It's a big video yeah. screen with that horribly dated '80s holographic paper around the edges, which yeah, is meant it's to, a space video screen. It's futuristic. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And he's doing this presentation about the planet Zondal, which is the latest planet to fall under the Federation's pacification program, yep. using that Pylene 50 stuff that we yep. already discussed uh, in Traitor, didn't we? Correct. And that throws up a, an issue that you, <clears throat> I might be misremembering, and they might have said this, but didn't they have a cure for Pylene 50? They had a cure. I, I, I mean, yeah, I, no, he says in this story... Yeah, it it was the uh, hundreds and thousands in the spice yeah, rack, that's right, wasn't yeah. it? Yes. Well, yeah, apparently that's not enough because we're going to la later find out there's a plant on Zucan's planet yeah. that they can get an antidote from. So, yeah, that antidote that the, the, the tenth-rate Davros gave Taran yeah. and Dana in Traitor has been ignored, and now yeah, there's a new in antidote. Because Avon doesn't say this is like an offshoot of Pylene 50. He says it's Pylene 50, but used at double strength. Hmm. So why don't can't they just use the 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 cure they've already got? Yeah, double. Are they the just hoping that people will have forgotten by then, or you know, they'd have forgotten trait. <laughs> they wouldn't have got to the end of the episode. I don't know. I mean, I wasn't thinking about it because yeah. straight after that we get that horrible, horrible video footage. Yes, this is hilarious video footage. I don't know. It's hilarious, yeah. and also it it it's it's just saddening that. Blake yeah. Seven has come to this. Well, you've got a load of extras going up and yeah. down uh, escalators in a shopping centre. Yeah, well, this is, I mean, A, like you're right, it's a shopping centre to the point where we can even see reflections of the shop logos yes. in the shops. <laughs> now, I, I can buy, I can allow that and say, okay, this might be a shopping centre in the future. 
So, well, okay, I'll buy that. But this is so obvious that it's someone's seen uh, Dawn of the Dead and thought, oh, this is quite good, shopping centre, shooting people in the head. But it's, it's again, so heavy-handed. So these people, A, they've got numbers written in shiny stickers across their forehead, yeah. which is, that's too far. That's You immediately, you, you go, oh, this is stupid. That's far, a step too far in it. So your 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 concentration and your your suspension of disbelief is gone already. Then you've got the awful shooting effect, which which is like they obviously they weren't allowed to fire the the um, the guns properly in the shopping centre. Shop, probably yeah. would have set the smoke alarms off or something. So you've got that awful effect. And then you start to wonder who's filming this and editing it. Mm. Because you've got multiple camera angles, yep. close-ups on the guards, close-ups on the people, and then we have, at the end of the sequence, we realise someone's ducked down behind a cabinet filming yes. this, and they go and beat him up and kill him. So A, was presumably they must have been just broadcasting this like live, and someone else got hold of it, but they then thought, well, this, this horrible footage of people being killed, moaned down, needs a few edits. Let's edit yeah. this. That'll make it more believable. It, it's utter nonsense. And then I run into the next thought for this sequence that was, why are the Federation bothering to do this? These people, because the old idea of piling 50, it merely took away your aggression. Yes. That's what was said in Traitor, wasn't it? Everything else is the same, so you can operate your machinery, you can yeah. do your day job. These people are zombies. They're, they, they don't know they're being shot. They're just shuffling about. What use are these people to the Federation? Mm. If you're going to put them into that condition, why not just shoot them all? Yeah. And why are they there? Why are they shuffling yeah. up and down escalators if they're yeah. that drugged up? And, you know, you've got a voice telling them that, that you are being, you are loved and all this nonsense. Yeah. Uh, my biggest question it's, is... It's, it's, it's done by someone that's, yeah. No, I was going to say the, uh, the person who is covertly filming this goes to the trouble of doing picture-in-picture picture yeah. editing as well. That, yeah. that, that, that's nonsense as well. Yeah, the whole, the whole sequence makes no sense whatsoever. Sadly, that's just the start for this episode. This is this is a sequence done by someone that's like read 1984 or seen the BBC adaptation and not understood the way fascist societies or this type of society they're trying to do work. And they've mixed loads of different things together. Cause they thought, well, we like we like Dawn of the Dead, zombies on, on escalators. And it makes no sense whatsoever. Right. Well, yeah, it's terrible. This bit is yep. terrible, and mercifully, it, it's soon over. And yep. uh, we cut back to Avon, and he's laying it on the line. That video cast was taken on Zondal six weeks ago. What is happening there now will soon happen on Ceres, Heriol, Senfer, all the border systems. Unless you resist. Resist with what? We have no armies, Avon, no great battle fleets. Uh, Zukan does. But Zukan isn't here. And why not? Because he has his armies and his fleets, and is probably attacking Trial or Ceres even now, while we all listen to a renegade who has more reason than us to fear the Federation. I may be a renegade, Bourvar, but you betray your people if you do not fear the Federation. And he's given this speech with almost William Shatner-style emphasis on words, this whole, unless yeah. you resist... Before we continue on this, right, Paul Darrow's performance in this story, okay, um, all through season four, you know, he's going more and more over the top, yeah. um, coming across completely differently to the Avon that we had in seasons one and two. And 
I'm all for character development as a show progresses, right? And many people have said, including us, that he's lost yep. his marbles, okay? He's going insane, right? But I don't really buy it in his performance here. I don't think this is a conscious decision by Paul Darrow to play it this way for that reason. I get the feeling, watching him in this story, that he's just simply bored. Yeah, I I mean, this, this has been a sort of fandom can vention for years isn't it that in season four the reason reason avon goes becomes so over the top and almost pantomime-esque is because he's lost his mind he's realized what he's done and we've said before that it could be clever but no i i i think you're right i there's no other nods towards avon going mad none of the other crew members occasionally will say look at each other or you know that you would need for this to be a planned yeah. progression. So it could be that Paul Darrow has just decided this, but I find that hard to believe when we know that a lot of these scripts were last minute, there was no planning for them. So I don't think that, I don't think Paul Darrow had this arc story, season long arc of thinking, I'm going to gradually play it over the top. I think, yeah, he's just, he's become bored, but he's also, I think, become a bit, he's now playing a caricature of Avon. Mm. And if you if if you ever read like um, uh, uh, his novel A Terrible Aspect and things like that, you can see that his I at that point his idea of Avon was not Avon as we know it. And I think he's steering that performance towards mm. the you're right the Shatner esque you know space hero. Yeah. Uh, sometimes sometimes I get Shatner. Sometimes I get Yul Brynner in The King and yeah. I. Yeah, the way he is. He, yeah, the, he yeah, really the, is. the the stance with the legs wide apart. Yeah, that's definitely yeah. King and I. Oh, absolutely. I mean, of course, there wasn't supposed to have been a fourth season. No. Um, and I think what we've got is a bored Paul Darrow. He didn't really want to do a fourth season. He knows the end is near, and it's as simple as that. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I because think, it, I think you're right that it's they're they're all, at this point they're all bored. They. I know it's, it must be difficult being an actor to know whether a script is any good or not because what you're initially reading is probably completely different to the way it's edited and editing can salvage stuff and all this sort of thing. But they must have realised while making season four that this was a rushed mm-hmm. production. Mm. Um, and I, yeah, I imagine it's... Because they're people, aren't they, actors? They just they have the same, you know, they're, they're like us in a job. Yeah. If you think other people are not putting making much effort, you tend to, everyone tends to fall down to the lowest plateau of of effort put into something and yeah, I think it's just I don't think there's any plan that this is Avon going mad and it's really clever. Because no. for that for that to to work, you would need other people noticing it. You would. You would have some acknowledgement by yeah. the crew, especially exactly. Villa who who's known yeah. him all these years, that this what's the matter with Avon you know you should have had scenes where they're questioning in him you know yeah Mm, mm. and and there would have been a lovely they could have done a lovely storyline on one of them where he thinks they're going against him or something because they are discussing things behind his back with it they could have played off that so yeah I don't think it was planned that way no no all right well there he is. He, he's 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 doing his little, little spiel there, and we have we've got this bunch of people on Zenon Base that represent the planets that are next in line, and what a bunch we've got. I mean, yeah, what a motley crew this is. Uh, it is. It, it's find anything that's in the dressing up box, yeah. isn't it? 
Well, one of the guys is wearing a bloody um, Gallifreyan symbol, haven't he? Or I, I should say a Vogon symbol. He, he um, certainly yeah. is. Um, and Time Lordy robes. It's the 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 warrior. That's a Doctor Who helmet as well, isn't it? But I can't remember what story. You know, the I was going to ask the, yeah. the hat on. <laughs> I was going to ask you because you're you're, you're yeah. the big Who fan. Is yeah. that an Ice Warrior commander's no, helmet? No, it's not. It's not an Ice Warrior. It, it's from one of the Tom Bakers, um, like Creature from the Pit or something around that era. It was right. a, a guard's helmet for one of those episodes. Uh, I should have looked really and done it, but yeah, that's a. They're all. They're all second-hand costumes aren't they they are but i love I mean, the fact that the guy sat there in the helmet yes <laughs> it's, it's, it's like what you're not going to take it off mate <laughs> because he he does take it off eventually he does, he does take it yeah. off so so why why wear it for this little opening bit you know he's not judge dread he does take the helmet no, off. yeah but he sat there through the whole presentation do you think he was to he was like should i should i take my helmet off is, is anyone else <laughs> and he finally got he goes i'm too hot i'm gonna take it yeah. off no, I've, I've seen people say it's an Ice Warrior helmet. It's not. No, I, I, I think I, it's the Pirate Planet or something like that. Yes, it's a later yeah, it's, Tom it's Baker, one of those, it? yeah. It's, one of, it's, the, it's the 78, 79 sort of era Tom Baker one. But it was one of the guards wore them in one of his stories. Yeah, yeah. So you've got him. You've yeah. got another guy who's in black and gold. He's the one with a metal stripe down his nose that I'm emulating today. Um, yeah. Another one's got the biggest frizzy hairdo that I've ever seen on a, on an actual human. Do you remember the Hair Bear Bunch? Yes, yeah. That's the hair from the Hair Bear Bunch it made is. real. It's, yeah, There's, uh, they, they've, they've not used their conditioner, have they, on that? They, no. It's definitely fritzy hair going on there. Yeah, and then we save the worst till last. Oh. That last one, good God. I mean, that hair, that makeup, and that acting. This yep. is a guy by the name of Rick James, isn't it? Yeah, it is, uh, yeah. Infamous in Doctor infamous. circles, yeah. <laughs> Um, and and his infamy continues on love, into Blake Seven. Yeah, I love the fact that he's so in. He's, he's obviously they've just put those costumes on. He's so insecure in that costume. He's constantly playing with it. Have you, yes, did you know yes, this? He's he, constantly and, fiddling with little bits of it. He as if is he's embarrassed. Yeah, I would be. Oh yeah, my true. god. Yeah. Even that bloke out of Boney M wouldn't have worn this at the no. height of Boney M's uh, uh, fame. He would. He would go. No, that's a bit much, wouldn't he? Yeah. It, it's. It's totally unbelievable. Oh, yes. Well, you are supposed to believe that these people represent the planets. Yeah. But I'm not buying it. It's exactly the same as in Assassin, where you had those people in the sand dunes, in any old clobber that will do. Yeah. You know, it's exactly the same thing. Don't buy it for one second. Yeah, it's not, it's not convincing. This is why you have costume designers to design costumes. And all of these costumes, or bits of them, were designed, but for something else. Yeah. So it just doesn't fit. No. And they're on Zen and Bass, like we were yes. saying. Avon yeah. has contacted these people. The others haven't said, Oi, I don't think you should be bringing them here. This is a bit risky, isn't it? Yeah. Why Why does he need to have them? I know he's sort of saying later on that he's trying to show them trust so that they can... But what? it, it seems like a, a risk too far. Hmm. Hmm. Mm. Because they could have had, they could have had this meeting over space phone, couldn't they? You, you could, could have been a space conference. Yeah, but also the Scorpio could have got gone to each of these planets and collected them and brought them to Zen and Base yeah. because then they wouldn't know. Yeah, they wouldn't know where what planet it is. But shortly after the most one of the most awful video effects 
I've ever seen in Blake 7, they disappear. You never see these guys again. So presumably yeah. they've got their own spaceships, yeah, outlandish spaceships. Yeah. I'd like to think that their spaceships match their costumes. They've got the most god-awful designed spaceships that they fly off in. Yeah, I reckon one of them's driving uh, Serverland's turd ship. Mm. <laughs> Painted gold. Painted gold, yeah. Yeah. But what the other, yeah, you're on about the worst special effect. Is this when they clack the glasses together? Yes. Yes. Is that the, there, the bad special? Yeah. Why does it do that? There are some very strange directorial mm. choices in this. But we're coming up to that. Uh, before we get that, though, they're complaining that they can't resist. They don't have armies to yeah. fight. And Avon says, well, neither does the Federation. That's why they're drugging the population. Yes. Um, and you get rid of the drug and you get yourself, big William Shantner style pause, time. This is all very William Shantner. Yeah. This, it also doesn't make a lot of sense, does it? Because the, especially like Zukan, especially when we meet him, he his it sounds like his planet's a, a bit of a fascist planet anyway. So he's he's downbeating his people. So mm. wouldn't he? He would he would presumably quite like to have a bit of this Pylene Fifty. Mm. He would probably be worse than yeah for himself to use on his people. And then the others mention that he's constantly warring with them. Why there's. It's so naive of Avon to think that this guy would be interested in siding with them against the Federation. Mm. Everything screams that he would be working with the Federation. And, and, the, old, and the old Avon wouldn't trust him yeah, because of that it, reason. My, yeah, my, uh, my faith in Avon's reasoning abilities is gone with this episode. It's like anyone watching it is going, yeah, he's the villain. Mm-hmm. Um, well, he's just about to appear because we've got two craft yeah. come along in a very, very bad video effect. Um, oh, you, yeah. You've got Zukan's sleek dart ship, which I quite like. I like the design yeah. of his dart yeah. ship. And then there's another ship, which we know is called the Lodestar, but you don't really see it because the video effect is so bad, it's just like a, a, a fuzzy blob following yeah. the dart ship. There's no definition to any of these video effects, is there? It's, mm. it's horrible. It is horrible. And... Next, we've got Avon saying, yeah, uh, they can do the antidote. Zucan has got the raw materials and the others have got the equipment. And Paul Darrow is one minute shouting and then he's quiet. Then he's shouting, then yeah. he's quiet. It's terrible. It's not a consistent performance. It's almost to the point where you're thinking that they filmed it twice. And in the first one, he was just speaking it normally. And the director said, why don't you shout every line? So they filmed one with him shouting every line. And then they thought, let's edit every other line together. Oh, it, it's it, terrible. I, I can't see why you would choose to act it that way. When you think back to how Avon was uh, um, talking to Tynus in Killer, yeah. and compare that performance to now, when, again, he's trying to be persuasive, it, it's like two different actors now. Yeah. Yeah, mm. it's... Well, two, same actor, just two different characters, isn't it? This isn't, this isn't, I mean, we keep saying this, this isn't our Blake 7, but I don't think this is really any Blake 7. This is, I would not be surprised to learn this was a script for a different show, or mm. was just, you know, or was an old script that kept getting kicked out. But, yeah, the the old Avon, I, when you watch out Blake 7 season 1, 2, and 3, up to a certain point in three, you whenever you see Avon, you're thinking, "Come on, Avon, see through it all." And he's yeah. he's the voice of reason. Yeah, he's usually the voice of sanity, the voice of clear, concise, Spock-like thinking. Mm. And he, none of that in here. 
now he's just roaring, yeah. you know, almost Brian Blessed style yeah. roaring, you know. Oh, good Lord. But up until now, all we've seen is Avon uh, of our yes. main crew. Next, we've got a very permed Tarrant. He, he's got a very tight perm this week. Well, um, but, but for once, he's not got the silliest hairstyle in an episode. Well, well there you go. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. That's something uh, to take out of this. <laughs> It's a little thing, but uh, okay, it's something. He asks the ships to identify themselves, and of course it's Zucan uh, with his lovely pink top knot there, um, which startles Tarrant for some reason. Yeah, I, I've actually put this in my notes. Why is Tarrant shocked? They know that they've asked Zucan to come. Yes. Why Who's is that there? with you, yeah. he says. You yeah. know, it's the Lodestar. Um, I don't know, I don't know. But uh, after a brief cut, in comes Zucan. Gentlemen, the president of Betafowl, Zukan. You are welcome, Zukan. I apologize for my late arrival. Puva, perhaps now you may care to revise your position. Because Zukan has finally arrived, that doesn't necessarily change anything. Why can't you accept that Zukan is here in good faith? There is no history of trust between us, Avon. True. We know Zukan to harbor territorial ambitions against us all. Does he renounce them? And even if he says he does, why should we believe him? May I reply? By all means. Insofar as we on Betafal have always sought to protect ourselves and our borders. There are some here who would not be unjustified in regarding us as aggressors. But if it is aggression to protect oneself by ensuring that the others remain weak, then we have been aggressors. But no more. Because now we face a true aggressor. The Federation does not seek merely to defend itself but to subjugate all peoples to its will. And Betafal is no more able to stand alone against the Federation than any of you. So if we cannot be friends for the sake of all our peoples, let us be allies as from this day. Well, he spares us the hypocrisy of pretending that his motives are anything other than self-interest. Are our motives any different? I welcome your words, Zukan. But words are no more than words. Zukan must forgive our mistrust, but he himself has fueled it for far too long for words alone to be sufficient here today. Yeah. And uh, he's met with hostility from the others. Uh, they think him a pirate. He's a pirate. He's yeah. not a warlord. I don't know why this, this story is called Warlord. He's not a warlord. Unless no. they're talking about Avon. Is Avon the warlord? Perhaps Avon's the warlord. Because he's bringing together all these perhaps other so, lords. Perhaps, perhaps this episode was originally written for the comic Warlord. Do you remember that? <laughs> yes, I do. Yeah. Yes, yes. Oh, that was, yeah, that was a bit duff as well. It all was. right. Yeah, Zukan says that he's on Avon's side and they've all got yep. to be allies. Um, the acting here is terrible. I made a note of it, especially old High Hair, you know, old yeah. uh, Rick James. Oh. Rick James um, is awful. I did notice that Queeg's there as well, so he balances it out. Because I like, I like the actor that plays Queeg, even though he's not mm. a great actor, but he has a little bit of personality. Whereas yes. uh, this Rick James guy, ah, uh, he's. I'd love to see actually a um, a whole 
string of all his appearances in these genre programmes to string together. Not only can he not act, his cadence is all wrong. Where he yeah. goes, words are just words. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's oh, just that, so poor. I actually wrote that down. Words are no more than words. Yeah. <laughs> and then put underneath, he can't act. <laughs> all the emphasis is wrong. It's, oh dear, oh yeah. dear. Um, Zukan says, let's see the base's freight bay and his men are busy unpacking. And... Yeah, that, that's weird as well. They show the clip of the freight bay on mm-hmm. the screen. And you can see Orac in the sort of bottom left-hand oh, corner. But Orac's on the bridge with them. Oh, I had noticed that. Yeah. Oh, right. Like, oh, is this from a later... You know, yeah, it's from later from on. Scene. Yeah, yeah. Well, Tarrant is down there. Tarrant and Su- Sulin are overseeing the unpacking. And uh, we learn that Avon and Tarrant have already been to this planet, Betafal, that Zukan comes yeah, from. Betafal. Yes. And in comes Zukan's daughter, Ziona. Uh, good grief! Toya, um, yeah, Toya. It is Toya, isn't it? It's totally and utterly Toya. She's—I mean, she's wearing two wigs, which she takes is. some doing. It's a two-tier they, they put, wig. Yeah, they put one wig on her and thought, you know what? She's not wiggy enough. Put <laughs> another wig enough. on her. Oh, good that's, lord! That's someone's conscious decision, and they got paid for that. That upsets me on a on a almost a molecular level. <laughs> Well, talking about molecular level, she's meant to be a genetic engineer. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is this is when she was a kid. She said to Zukan, "said What do you want to be, dear?" And she said, "I want to be a molecular biologist." And he had the university at gunpoint give her a citation. Yeah. You know, that's don't how she got her it. qualification. I don't buy that. I, I, I buy that as much as I've been. Not- believe denise richards was that you know scientist in that awful physicist yeah yeah. in that awful bond film yeah oh dear dreadful dreadful um zukan (laughs) doesn't pause for the cough uh zukan doesn't know she's there and she goes off with sulin and uh here it comes in the meeting room they're trying to have a toast but they can't stop squabbling we get shouty avon again and one by one they agree culminating in the crappiest yeah. I think, of video lightning effects. What is going on? Well, I mean, it obviously wasn't... I'm presuming this wasn't in the original script and it was just a, uh, a toast. And they've uh, afterwards they've thought, do you know what this scene would really benefit from? Some really terrible spark generation superimposed on the picture. Because no one reacts to it as if that no. was meant to happen, do they? But why does it they, happen? They just they knock their tankards together. What this is worthy of like the Flash Gordon film, isn't it? Yes. This is what yeah. old Volcan would have done, you know. Yeah. Um, you, you know, oh dear, oh god. This is um, actually, I'll go further. This isn't this isn't even Flash Gordon quality. This is what you would expect on something like Star Crash. Yes, this yeah. is what you would expect. An Italian uh, knockoff director that knows nothing about sci-fi thinks sci-fi is. Hmm. Hmm. Actually, next... though, this this episode would have benefited from Caroline Munro being. Oh, yeah, if if Ziona was played by Caroline oh, Munro, uh, oh. what a different episode this would be. But lose the wigs, though. Yes, lose the wigs. Yes, yeah, definitely yes. lose the wig. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. The next thing I was a bit startled by because the next thing you've got Sulin and Ziona and they're talking. Yeah. We've always said that you don't see the crew quarters at all on the Scorpio or Zen yeah. base. But is this Sulin's room, do you reckon? I well, it's either the guest suite or it's Sulin's room. Guest suite. Yeah. <laughs> I don't of all the characters though, I don't buy Sulin 
being the chatty this i think they could have given this i mean it would have been a worse episode but they could have given this to dana to do because yeah it's more dana's meant to be more sort of her age i can't i don't think sulin's got any interest in girly chit chat has she Unless there had been a line somewhere about, you know, she's got a dominating father because she yeah. does she does stand up for Ziona later on and it could True. be that yeah. she would respond to that. But we've had nothing so far. Unless Tarrant has said something to Sulin, you know, when he came back from that initial well, visit. He would have, wouldn't he? Because we know that he's got to brag about everything, isn't it? He had to come back and said, last week, Servalan. This week, Billy Two Wigs. <laughs> Billy yeah, two he would have... <laughs> He would have had to boast about it, wouldn't he? Yeah, I suppose so. I suppose so. Um, we also find out at this point that um, a, a chronology uh, for Sulin, she was eight when her parents yes. were murdered. Okay. Um, Zukon and Avon and Tarrant are in the freight bay, and he's got something called a neutron bombarder. Is everything all right? Seems to be. A neutron bombarder. As long as the organic source has a molecular structure that's reasonably close to that of the antitoxin, that'll do the rest. Any danger of radiation? As long as the installation is right. Well, the only problem now is where do we find enough raw material to keep this lot running? That's not such a problem, Avon. As I told you, we have a plant on Betafile. It grows wild. In the outlying areas, it's prolific. The sap has a molecular structure that's close to that you need. We started harvesting it just before I came here. How long before it can be shipped? Well, that is up to you, my friend. We brought the equipment, we're harvesting the crop. The freighting of it, we leave to you. Though don't take too long. Indications are it degenerates fast, even under freezing. Any reason why you can't take Scorpio and leave tomorrow? No, ex With Avon's permission, I should myself like to stay to supervise the installation. Tomorrow, you go. Yeah, which Avon recognises instantly. Once mm. again, Avon yeah. always recognises this equipment, doesn't he? Yeah, so that's that. That's old Avon, but the next bit is new Avon because this yeah. whole tomorrow, you go. Ah, oh, that is so your Brinner. Yeah, he's trying to he's trying to be the, I don't know the sort of the, the pattern esque, general in charge, isn't he? And it just doesn't. It's such a sharp detour from what we know of this character. Mm. I mean, beforehand he was. He, he was never like this. Nope. No. Nope. Have you Another noticed with... Annoyed, sorry. Well, I was going to say, have you noticed we're talking far more about Avon than Zucane? Yes. There's a reason for that. There's not a lot <laughs> of character in Zucane. <laughs> no, there's um, not. This would be a short episode. Um, they, they're, they're building that neutron bombardier ballaster thing. And they've got all their circuit boards just stored against each other, rattling mm. about in a Tupperware tub. Mm -hmm. I was like, what? Why they're not going to be any use to him? You know, oh dear. Um, during the night, the bombardier, yeah. the bombarder, whatever you yeah. want to call it, it's sabotaged by Zukan. I don't know why Zukan has the job of sabotaging it, and why not one of his lackeys, especially that lackey Finn, who seems to be in on it all. Um, also, why why bother doing it there? Because no one's his own men are putting this together. You wouldn't notice that. I mean, luckily the 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 virus canister has got like danger virus written on it <laughs> but why he could have had that built into that uh, bombarder and no one a bit of any the wiser yeah. before they left their planet yeah yeah because yeah. he yeah yeah he's risking discovery isn't he you know sneaking around like that yeah yeah it, it, imagine he'd have got caught what, yeah. what was he going to say 
Indeed, yeah. But Finn also says that Ziona is on the base and he's not happy with that. She is here, not to my knowledge. She is here somewhere, and one of your people must know where. Where is my daughter? I don't know. Nor me. Where's the other one? What other one? That came with you to Betafell. Tarrant. Search the base. If she is here, presumably she wants to be. She's not a child. She is my daughter. Where is she, Sulin? It's daytime next, and Dana, Villa and Sulin are playing what looks like marbles in some sort of, like, rack thing. Um, Space Kaplunk. Space Kaplunk, that's what it is. Kaplunk with marbles, yes. Uh, Dana and Villa say they don't know where she is, and um, Sulin says something about, well, if she is there, she must be of her... through her own choice, and which tips off Avon, doesn't it? With with uh, where is she, Sulin? That's old Avon. Yes. That line is is Avon. The way he delivers it, the where is she, Sulin? Uh, yeah. When he's when he tones it down, he's brilliant. It's the it Avon is. of old. Yeah, because we've got Avon of old now. Because you know we cut to you know Ziona and Taryn having a snog. And, uh, you know, you hear Avon saying, Ziona, your father wants you now, Tarrant. <laughs> yeah. And I like Stephen Pacey's uh, look on his face, yes. Um, and the next bit is good. I mean, there are very few good bits in this story, but everyone comes into that room. Uh, everyone files in when Ziona, uh, files out when Ziona comes in. Tarrant tries coming through with Ziona and is immediately pushed out of the room by Avon. Yes. I, li- I like that, that moment. That's brilliant, yeah. Yeah, that's priceless, that that. bit, yeah. (laughs) Your man, Tarrant. Now here's the reason why she should not be here. I mean this as no disrespect to you, Avon, or your group. But she is the daughter of Dukan. Let us give our guests some privacy. Just when it was getting interesting. Uh, The game, I mean. I'm sorry, I don't know how you found out. Excuse me, now look... How dare you? I'm sorry I went against your word, but I'm glad I came. You cannot be both. Truly. And I wish for both our sakes it were not so. You shall not stay. I didn't intend to. I go home tomorrow aboard their freighter. Tarrant will take me. Zukan wants the owner off the base. Uh, we know why, don't we? We yes. know why, yeah. why he wants her off the base. And he refuses to let Tarrant take her back. And Avon has to go instead. And yeah, which sort of... It makes sense that that you... I mean, it, it, I think the, the actor playing Zukan overacts it a bit. So if even the first time you're watching it, you, you sort of... You know there's something... This isn't the, the you know, the, the, there's no mystery to this. But um, it sort of makes sense that he doesn't want Tarrant to take her back. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I, I I thought that was quite a nice little touch. Yeah, and I like Paul Darrow's smile and he goes, yeah. oh, it, it, it would be an honour and that. Yeah. That's all right, that's all right. Um, but what's not all right is the next bit where you've got this terrible Ziona crying over a superimposed staff oh, God. build. Yeah. What? <laughs> what I just is put, going on? In my notes, I put weird direction. Yeah, it's not long and it's not on screen long enough to be artistic or anything. Um, no, it just comes it's across just clumsily as, almost, put in. As, as if oh, they didn't cut in time. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's weird, isn't it, that last week yeah. we were talking season three and Moloch, and at the beginning yeah. of that, you've got yeah. superimposed faces. Um, yeah. Oh, Perhaps no, 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 that, that was the week before that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Perhaps it yeah. was a big thing in the, you know, in the early uh, 80s, super, superimposing people's faces on things. Oh, I don't know. Um, cut to the next morning, and Avon's in that lovely boiler suit of his. Yeah, why are uh, they wearing boiler suits? I don't understand I know why, plot-wise, because they... They obviously thought that later on the guards have got to not recognise Sulin as Sulin and think she's Yona's, yeah, as Yona. But the guards didn't know presumably what Sulin would wear, unless on all the Blake Seven wanted posters. Now they have like will wear jumpsuit or something. I don't. Know. Oh, I don't know. But, and it's got it's got the naff gold trim. I hate it yeah. when to make something sci-fi, yeah, put a bit of gold, gold on. trim on something. It's terrible. Yeah, I will. I will say this though that Sulin wears it very well. She does very attractive in far a baggy more, jumpsuit. Yeah, far more than Paul Darrow does. Yes, and I like how Sulin wants to come with him um, because she threatens to kill Zukan. If yeah. she stays, who knows what might happen if you know if you leave me alone with him? That's you believe nice. her, whereas when Dana says stuff like that, you go, don't yeah, believe it for one Dana. second. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. They take off. Um, she figures out some cod excuse to get Avon off the flight deck and and sends the owner back. Um, and Avon knows something's up from the stare, you, you yes. know, that he gives her. He wanders off, and yeah, it's like you're knows. up to something. Yeah, yeah he, he knows why, something's happening. Why I I can sort of vaguely understand you. Now that you said that, like, uh, why Sulin's helping because she sympathises father figure, that sort of thing, mm. even though it makes no real sense. Um, but why is everyone else helping Tarrant? Why is mm. Villa... If, yeah. I, if I was Villa, I would be straight on to Avon. You know yeah. what Tarrant's doing? Yeah. Might He's putting everything him. on yeah. the line, isn't he? He's putting everything on the line, and Dana yeah. and Villa and are going along with it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not like he's a sappy romantic, so he he's believes in love for it. Villa, if there's one person on board that doesn't believe in love, it's Villa. It, it It's just... It, oh, it's so poorly written. I tell you what what, what, what is the ultimate goal of Tarrant and Ziona? Is, if what is going to happen didn't happen, was Ziona going to come and live on the base and become one of the crew? Was Tarrant meant to commute? Between Zen and, <laughs> and Beta File, what 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 were their was their ultimate goal? Well, I I can imagine what would eventually happen is is Tarrant would have married Ziona, and then he would have gone to Avon and say, Avon, I can't, no, I can no longer be in uh, your seven because uh, Zukon's offered me a job in one of his factories, and it would have been some sort of sitcom type. Yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, okay. Well, she teleports back, doesn't she? And she and Tarrant yep. go off arm in arm, you know. Oh, dear. And uh, we get an unzipped Avon. I don't think we've ever had an unzipped Avon. No. Avon comes back with his boiler suit unzipped. I guess that's to suggest that he's actually been working. Could be, yeah. yeah. He's... Or, again, this was a, a script written for Blake. <laughs> and oh, yeah. it said, uh, <laughs> Blake's jumpsuit is unzipped. And they just tipexed out Blake and wrote Avon. Mm. But as soon as he comes back, he knows something's wrong. Where is she, he goes. Yep. I can't see anything to worry about back there. Oh, thanks for checking anyway. Where is our passenger? You've sent her back, haven't you? She wanted to go. And you helped her? Zukan need never know. We saw her come aboard, and as far as he's concerned, she still is. When he gets back to Betafal, he'll think she's simply disappeared again. 
We know nothing about it. He'll never believe that. But you lie so well. We're going back. If we do, Zukan will know for certain. Sue Lin is great in this. Yeah, Glynis Barber, she is the best thing in this, you know. Um, and she, she, you know, stands up to Avon. She's not going to be cowed by him. You know, she tells Avon, oh, but you lie so well. You know, Zukan yeah. needn't know that she's not gone back to the planet. Yeah, one, once again, Sue Lin is the best thing in this episode. Yeah, yeah. The only, really the only thing worth watching for. Absolutely. Um Dana tells Avon that Zukan is 32 hours behind them. He's uh, he's decided to leave and leave his men. We know why. We still know yep. why. They don't. Uh, Zukan lifts off and uh, back in the base, Villa proposes a toast to the happy couple. Uh, this is yeah, like you say, he no, this isn't this isn't believable for one second. No. Um, but uh, he's interrupted by Orak. Ah, you're just in time. When your father finds out, it probably incinerates us all. You realise that? Someone would seem to have anticipated him. Orak. Scans indicate a foreign object in the teleport bay. My calculations suggest that it is an explosive device. A bomb? Precisely. I can't see anything. Where? Where, Orak? It's at floor level on the right-hand side. Who's detected a bomb in the teleport area? Why oh. has he waited till now to yeah. tell them? You know, it, presumably he's known about it. Why? Why wait till now? He should have well, detected it, that as soon as it was put there, shouldn't well, it he? Was presumably, yeah, it was presumably placed there the night before when when they sabotaged the the neutron bomb blaster thing. Yeah, it, it must have been done then. So yeah, why why has he waited all this time to do this? And and what actually is it? Because he tells Tarrant where it is. It's you yeah. know in the teleport bay on the right. And teleport goes in there, and he uh, Tarrant goes in there. And he goes, "There's nothing here." And then it blows up. Yeah. Well, I I I was hoping while watching rewatching this that there was a shot where so Tarrant walks in. And he has a quick look around, but you don't see the point of view. And he says, uh, Orak, there's nothing here. Where is it? And Orak says, it's down on the floor or whatever. And I was hoping they would pan down and there would be a box just sat on the floor <laughs> that Tarrant had missed. With an alarm oh, clock on it. Hilarious. Yeah, yeah, with the clock and a... But, so a bomb that destroys half of Zenon base goes off in Tarrant's face... Yes. With no ill effects. Did that was my next question. It, it, perm, yeah, yeah, it's like a safety device that snaps down. Yes. Yeah, it absorbs you, neutron yeah. blasts. So you've got a, a bomb that he can't see that's yep. been there about 12 hours that yep. Orak has only just realised is there. Presumably it's computer controlled then. And, you know, he reads computers. So therefore, Zukan has sent a signal or something like that. We can explain that away. But yeah, he's standing right next to it. He's not hurt by it, but it blows up half the base. Yeah. So that raises an interesting point, actually. How did Orak know it was there? The only, because we know Orak doesn't scan stuff. No. He, get, he talked, his only thing is he talks to any computer with a Atari or cell. So presumably then this bomb has a tarry or cell in it, and he mm -hmm. knew it was there. In which case, why didn't they just say, Orak disarmed the bomb, or something like that? Oh, I know why. So that it could go off. Yeah, to <laughs> blow up Tarrant. Yeah. He wants Tarrant to be blown up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. Do you think Orak planted it? 
It wasn't Zucan. It wasn't Zucan at all. Yeah, <laughs> he's just had enough of talent. Yeah, I could, can't, be, I, could be. I can't stand any more of this soppiness. I've got yeah. to get rid of him. Yeah. Um, but when it does go off, I do like how we briefly see outside, and you see the it's outside nice of Zenobase. Base. Yeah. yeah, some bunkers. Don't, don't yeah. you just see some bunker things, which is yeah. consistent to. It's the Blade same explosion 7. from about three different angles. Which it is. Yeah, that's all it right. Is. I buy that. But yeah, but I actually it's nice. Down nice model work. You got, yeah. to, you got to salvage something, isn't it? You got to salvage yeah. something like yeah. So, yeah, all the walls come down inside, and uh, there's a big mess. Of course, you know this is the last time we ever see Zenon Bay. So much like they did with the uh, the Liberators flight deck in the last episode of season three, they can blow it up because yeah, it's all going to be the junk the next point, day yeah. anyway. Well, yeah. to be fair, looking at the state of it, it's junk now, isn't it? There's, there's one shot where they've they've put uh, um, like. Uh, control panels on the rear wall and then at one point Villa goes over and he's, and they do a close-up of it and they think oh god don't do a close-up of it it just looks like bits of tape and bits of plastic <laughs> randomly stuck to a cardboard panel which they which were was. yeah <laughs> alright so that's it well I mean we've got lots of explosion down come the walls big mess all the entrances and exits are sealed and Orak is out of commission I hate that little wee noise from Orak yeah. when Ogurda lands on him, you know. Oh, dear. Um, but then we get a video of Zuken's ship approaching a photo of Serverland's Martin Bauer yeah. command ship. That, 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 that was strange. You actually have a video effect of something approaching a photo. Yeah, I didn't understand why it was a still f- shot of the ship. Did would they just like done a frame grab from something, or maybe that they, they didn't have the model anymore? Yeah, you know, so they just had to go with a photo. Someone, someone yeah. flushed it away. Yeah, yeah. and uh, in she comes. In comes Serverland. This is her last ever appearance on the show, um, and she's in this like black evening dress with OTT makeup on, T makeup on her cheeks. Yes. And I think that and the fact that, you know, jumped very well at this time and had lost an awful lot of weight. She doesn't look well, does she? She doesn't look a, a normal self. I mean, she still looks very nice, but she doesn't look a normal self. No. Unfortunately. No. no. And we learn that it's all a ploy between her and Zuken. Yeah. And, um, and she's a bit miffed that um, he hadn't told her the, the location of uh, Zenon. Um but that doesn't matter, Zukan says, because they'll all be dying by now. And um, in that freight bay, something's killing Zukan's men, and Tarrant realises it's airborne and says to turn off the ventilation. But how is an airborne virus causing electronic effects, yes. effects again? <laughs> again, it's, maybe it's part of that same thing that was in the goblets. I yeah. don't know. Maybe there's a lot of static electricity in Zenon base. Could be, yeah. yeah. It could be. Well, it's yeah. all that, it's all that, um, it's all that uh, nylon jumpsuits. Without rubbing about, and it. it's a lot yeah, of static. Yeah. Um, back on Zukan's ship, there's a nice shot of Serverland by a window with her ship docked outside. I like that because it gives yes, you a sense yeah, of scale. Nice. We, we might as well pause and talk about Zukan. We haven't really talked about him. What do you think of uh, Roy Boyd, the actor? What do you think of Zukan as a character? He's he's got a presence. He's I mean he's delivering the lines a little bit hammy. But I think I think this is the they used to say this on Doctor all the time that they would they would hire someone an actor because they've seen them in something else and they're really good. But the mm. moment they they were told they're in sci-fi, they start hamming it up. Yeah. And I think this is the case. Of this I think he's he's probably in other stuff. He's a really good actor and he's 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 okay. He does a good job in this, but he's he's a little bit over the top and he does descend a little bit into the Shakespearean, especially a bit later on when he's alone on his ship. He descends mm. into the Shakespearean 
almost Hamlet or or Macbeth style acting. Yeah. Um, but I think he's, he looks he looks he's he's got a better outfit than everyone else is wearing. Yeah. If it wasn't for the yeah. pink top knot. Yes. Even if the if it was a top knot, but don't dye it pink. Yeah, yeah, no, he's good. He's got a good face. He's got a good, yeah, he's got, rugged face, hasn't he? Yeah, I think he's 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 not the worst thing in this episode, which is saying something. Yes. Um, but yeah, also the fact that they've stuck that wig on him, that top knot. But every time they go on a close on, you can see the wig lace and the way it's glued yeah. on. You think, just let him be. I mean, I'm presuming I'm presuming the guy's probably balding or something like that. Just let him be bald. Why? Mm, mm, why bang mm. it on there? Yeah. But uh, no, I, I I think he's all right. You know, yeah. it, it, it's um, you know I, earlier when he was saying about you know um, don't you know disbelieve the evidence of your own eyes. You know, um, yeah, no, he's all right. Yeah, yeah, soon he's going to be going a bit OTT. Yeah. But here he's good, you know, because here he's up against the full-on vampish Serverland. Yes, yeah. Uh, this is these are these are some of the best scenes in the episode is set on Zukan's ship. Yeah, because she really she's using her wiles, done. isn't she? She's she, she's full on using her yeah. wiles to try and get her away with him. He would be a good partner for Servalan, you know. Yeah. I think you know more than Jarvik or or Gross or <laughs> these yeah, other people. He, he's not likely to be swayed by no. Her. So and you can see, I love the way that Jacqueline Pierce when she realizes that she switches it off straight away. Yes, it's, it's so nicely played. Yeah, they they hear Dana trying to call Scorpio, but yeah. uh, Avon and Sulin are already on the planet. Um, there's nothing there; it's just a crappy CSO desert plane. Oh God, that's an awful shot. That yeah. is a terrible shot. Um, I'd forgotten how bad that one was. Um, they've been tricked, says Avon. Just as a trooper comes out of the sand, he's buried completely under the sand. But and why? He comes out. Yes. Why? Because all the rest just come over the hill. In a in a horribly uh, laughable manner where they're spinning, <laughs> but why is he buried? Was he just waiting there? What if they hadn't walked over by there? Yeah, how did they know that they would be going over there? Yeah, it's, and it's, again, direction above stupid. story. Yeah. This is all stupid. Avon says there's nothing here. We've been tricked. Yeah. but they landed. Surely they would have seen before they yeah. landed that there were no buildings there. So why have did they, they got land? No scanners. Yeah. I don't know yeah, if the Scorpio's it, actually got windows. Silly. I mean, they've got a forward view screen and they've got a rear view screen, yeah. you know? Um, no, it's stupid. And even worse is, yeah, you're right, we've got trampolining troopers. Oh, Jesus, it's awful, isn't it? I, I, my jaw's on the floor through yeah. all this. It really is. It is so poor. Do you think they, when they, like, on location filming this and they decided to do that, do you think they thought it would look cool or... Special. It just looks pathetic. It's pathetic and it's silly and it's nonsense. Yeah. I mean, jeez, you wouldn't. Uh, can you imagine if this sort of nonsense was going on in season one and two? You know, very first episode. You know, where Blake and yeah. you know all those people are ambushed and massacred. The troopers don't come in along on that golf cart, but they come in like you know, yeah, cartwheeling, cartwheeling or, in. Yeah. yeah, oh, it's just nonsense. Well, uh, yeah, it, it's it's so unbelievable. We've we're definitely we're out of science fiction and into just bloody space opera, aren't we? Where this is this is crackerjack <laughs> levels, crackerjack level. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've also we got a, ba- a very bad firefight. Uh, yeah. Although I do like the the trooper that's hidden. I like his gun. 
and I like yeah, the way it's a it big fires. old gun. Yeah. I, th- I thought for, to begin with, is that the gun that Avon's going to use in the next story? You know, the Blake Killer gun. I thought it was, but I don't think it is. Well, I don't know. I don't. It didn't ring. Didn't ring a bell. But I did think it was. I wrote down that I, it's you know nice nice gun. It's, it's very chunky, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's it's nice. Doesn't yeah. doesn't do him any good, does it? But. No, not at all. Um, the firefight um, ends with Avon captured as Sulin yes. saying that she's the owner and she gives Clever them Avon. Sulin. I like the the idea that maybe Avon actually thought that that was true. That she's just going to save yeah. her own neck and give her up Avon. It would be I, nice if if you had some seething rage from Avon at yeah. this point. Because the look on his face and the way he acts it, yeah, I think he, he hasn't twigged it yet. He twigs it pretty quickly, but she's definitely quicker than him in this. Which is, again, not really like Avon. Avon should have been the one to mm. to, to realise straight away what she was doing. Mm. Um, but it's it's really good. And so, again, Sulin's excellent in it. Yeah. We've got to start a Sulin fan club, you and I. I think we should, yeah. Yeah. Um, Servalan finds this out. She's told this, yeah. and she says, "Oh, send me Avon's corpse," yeah. and uh, and she goes to leave and leaves a bomb in the airlock. Where did that bomb come yeah. from? Well, presumably she had it hidden on her skin tight dress somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. No, we're not going there. She hasn't exactly got pockets, so she <laughs> she hasn't and got it, pockets. And you can you can tell how tight the dress is. You can tell how cold that spaceship is as well because of the tightness <laughs> of that dress. Um, yeah, there's nowhere to put a little bomb. No, but she produces it from somewhere or yeah. other, um, leaves it in the airlock, and that's it. That's the last time that's we ever see Jacqueline Pierce. What but a way to go out! At least she went out on some good scenes. She had some. Can you good imagine scenes. if Sand would have been her final. Uh, see, that would have been very oh, bad. That, that would have been that very bad. Been, yeah. yeah. Um, Avon is staked out. I don't know why they staked him yeah, out. Yeah. So she's she's on the radio. Said to them, "Bring me his corpse." Yep. Why didn't they just turn around and shoot him down there and then? They go to stake him out. What were they going to do? For what reason? Yeah, were they going to leave him to die of, of thirst? Is that seems impractical? Hmm. Hmm. No, no. It, 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 it's poor. Um, yep. But he he's saved by Sulin, who stabs yep. a guard with. She brings out this knife, right? But yep. then it's got a rubbish video effect over the top of it. Yeah. Why? Again, they can't leave. It's like I think I really honestly think the director thought. It's sci-fi, so therefore there must be effects in everything. You can't yeah. just have a knife. You can't just have a goblet. No. You can't just have an airborne virus. You've got to have special effects. Um, I do love the fact, though, that the um, when Sulin turns around and guns down all four of the troopers, they all clutch their body in different places. Yeah. <laughs> I was just thought, <laughs> it was just like the one guy clutches his head, one guy clutches his belly. It's like Sulin's a better shot than that. No, it's dire. Uh, yeah. But the Scorpio takes off. That's an okay effect. I don't mind yep, that no, taking off. You, right. Somebody's there with some like air canisters squirting yep. some air up. Um, and that's all right. Um, on the base, they're trying to dig out, but it's not happening. And uh, the base computer says it's a radioactive airborne virus. And for some reason that we don't know, yeah. Ziona knows it's her dad's behind it. Well, they they all do a, a a sort of thing as if this is something that everyone should know about, and they all do the a radioactive airborne virus, airborne virus as if that explains everything. And it, what a radioactive what? airborne virus? Hmm. Space. It's <laughs> it's space the future. Disease. It's yeah. the future. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Zukan's on his ship, and uh, he's got some regrets. He's voicing his regrets yes. about it. 
three hours. From them? They're all dead. Eleven good Betafalians. Do you think you'll see them in your dreams, Finn? Not me. I will. My dreams aren't already overcrowded. You should take dreams of presence. They don't help. I see my bad dreams in other people's eyes. This is very, like I say, I can't, I mean, I'm not a great Shakespeare fan, but I can't remember whether it's Macbeth or Hamlet, but there's a scene very much like this, especially, and it's what, it might be Hamlet actually, where he sees the ghost and that sort of thing. Mm. Um, but I think this comes a bit late in the day for yeah. it to work. Mm. We didn't set this up before that, that Zukan was potentially unhinged or, you know, the one slightest push with it. So he, he goes crazy a bit easy, doesn't he? He does. Finn's not bothered. He's he's yeah. like, a, you know, he's a tough mercenary type. He's not bothered. And um, and uh, Zukan says, get me a drink. and Because yeah. uh, he's drinking out of this, like, again, because it's the future, it's some sort of, like, cube with a straw sticking out yeah, of the top of it. Yeah, can't just have a glass. Or can't can't. I just have a glass. No, you've got to have a cube with a straw sticking out of it because nothing says the future more than a cube with a straw sticking out of it. I, w- and, I would love if he'd have had a mug a mug with his face on or something. That would have been brilliant. <laughs> um, as Finn goes to do that, though, he notices the bomb. Um, yes. And, yes. and Zukan says, get rid of it. And swiftly ejects Finn when he yeah. goes when he goes in the airlock. Instead of seeing Finn going out the airlock, you've got this strange effect on his screaming face, don't you? Yeah. Again, weird, weird effect. And then, why does it explode straight away? Why are they? Because it's it's very confused the way that it's filmed. Are they saying that the the explosive went off and that's what damaged this ship, or what? I, I think what it is meant to be is the bomb goes off when the airlock door is opened next. But Servalan's opened that yeah. airlock door, so wouldn't it have yeah. gone off when she went through it? Oh, I don't know. But it, it does. It goes off outside the ship, but it damages the ship quite badly. And um, on the base, they've sealed themselves in the control room. Uh, Villa's drunk. Yep. And uh, Avon calls Zukan. Come on. Scorpio to base. Come in, base. Base to Scorpio, we're receiving you. Come in. Emergency. Mayday, mayday. Can anybody hear me? Emergency. Emergency, mayday. Can anybody hear me? Oxygen for 12 more hours, at the most 13. How soon can you get Scorpio within teleport range? Wait, Dana. We can't do it. Scorpio to base, it will be at least 20 hours before we can lift you off, which means that you must reduce your oxygen intake or we must think of something else. 
Well, the opinion here is we've exhausted all options. You're going to Avon. To Avon. Do you need me? Wait, Dana. You got to Avon. You got to Avon. Do you read? Zuka. I'll read you, Zukan. What do you want? I can tell your people how to obtain fresh, clean air. But before I do, you've got to help me. Help you how? I'm out of control. Drifting. Short on oxygen. Pick me up and I'll tell you how to save your people. Where are you, Zukan? I don't know. I've lost all computer function. But my distress beacon's on 221. Find it, slave. I think I have mastered. Of course, I could be wrong. How near? Uh, Fifteen hours. Zukan, you are too far away. They will be dead before we reach you. Tell them how to get the fresh air, and we will rescue you. I give you my word. Your word? Your word is not good enough, Avon. They will all be dead in 15 hours. If two of them volunteer to die, the oxygen they have left will last the rest of them. If just one of them dies, for any reason at all, so do you, Sukan. Father! It's the owner, Father! I'm here on the base with the others! No! No, no, you're not there! You're not there! Father, if you leave us no choice, I shall volunteer to die. Tell us how to get fresh air, Father. Back to the base, father. No, no. You are seen on Peterfall. That was Sulin. You are murdering your own daughter, Sukan. You tried to creep me, Avon. I watched daughter die. No, you're at Scorpio. You're in league with Avon. I'm on the base, father. Please. I don't believe you. Um, the Scorpio won't get there in time. Um, and Zukan tells Avon that he knows how they can get fresh, clean air, but he's got to be rescued first. Yeah, well, they introduce another threat at this point, don't they? This coolant leak, Parafane mm-hmm. 50 or something. And I thought, why... You've just you've just made this thing about radioactive airborne vibes. Now you introduce it. Why? It, it gets very convoluted. Isn't the radioactive airborne virus enough of yeah, a threat? Yeah. That's why it. Why? Why do we need this extra note at this point? It. It's a bit strange. And what? And what? A lot of sci-fi stuff has coolant leaks that are really dangerous. Why do they keep using this dangerous stuff for coolants and everything? <laughs> yeah. Oh well. Mm. Um, it's fifteen hours to re- rescue yeah. Zukan. It's too far. Avon says, and uh, Zucan where says, "Where's Scorpio's superdrive gone?" Yeah, this is where, where, where's the star drive? Yeah, hmm, yeah. Um, but and then Zucan says that if two volunteer to die, there's going to be enough air for the rest. Yeah, and Ziona calls him and says she'll choose to die, and he doesn't believe that she's on the base. And this is when old, old Rob there he starts going oh, a bit OTT goes, yeah he goes into full old ham mode doesn't he he it's... does he does he, yeah he goes into orbit now doesn't he yeah, yeah. oh oh um, Avon's figured out uh, that it's sucking the air and the virus in so reversing the flow should blow it out yeah and they have that that weird 
they've uh, Terence says bring up a diagram of the vents and it's just like some some random nonsense written in basic on a bbc micro yeah, yeah. It's like how what how is that a diagram of the vents yeah because he draws a a, a, yeah. a line using it doesn't he old i'm yeah. sure that was high tech back in 81 oh i'm sure it was i'm sure that we, people watching that were going look at that he's drawn on the screen yes yeah Zukan dies next. He dies yeah. in a crap way after seeing his daughter in a crap superimposed shot of her outside the window. Yeah, what was that all about? So badly done. It's awful. Well, again, isn't it? I wondered if this was this was like yeah, this is like Hamlet or Macbeth seeing the ghost, isn't it? I think. I don't know. You know but what that comes rubbish. across as yeah. when when you see her like that, and when you see her, see her yeah. earlier crying. This is what you got as a video effect in something by like Rene and Renato. Some yeah. soppy, horrible yeah. love song. You would have superimposed faces yeah. o- over. You would have like someone this. mooning about on the beach, and they would look up to the clouds, and there would be a, a terrible superimposed face of their lover. You would. This is exactly what it, it yeah. is. Oh, it's dreadful. It really is bad. Um, the others they teleport onto the Scorpio when the Scorpio arrives. Um, they learn that the base is salvageable, but the contamination has to be got rid of. And Ziona volunteers, and. Yep. We get this look between Avon and Ziona because Avon figures he knows what she's going to do. She's going to sacrifice herself yep. to atone for what her father has done. Yes. Okay. And she goes down in that rubbish outfit with a rubbish yep. crash helmet. I can't stand those spacesuits, the you, Scorpio spacesuits. Do you think they look amazingly like a full size version of the Stingray suits? They do a I bit. Was looking at it and th- yeah, I was looking at it and thinking, God, that looks just like Troy Tempest's uh, swimming suit with the, the shoulder pads. Yeah, the it's helm. got the pads and everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I thought, mm. oh, mate. Although Troy Tempest is less wooden than... Uh, He's a better actor. <laughs> He's a much better actor, yeah. yeah. He's got less Ta- wigs. Yeah. <laughs> Tarrant says it's been too long. And uh, he wants to go down. And Avon says, oh, let him go. It's been too long. Could be a faulty communicator on the suit. Ziona? Ziona? I'm going down. Nothing can have happened to her. How do you know? Because she's protected from everything by the suit. Radiation, poison gas, fire, wind, rain. Oh, let him go down. Place is clear. Fiona! Fiona! Oh! She took her glove. Yeah, this is. Br- I love this this little bit with Avon. He he knows that she's dead. Doesn't yes. Avon? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, oh, let him go. It'll be a laugh. <laughs> yeah, and Tarrant. Tarrant gives him a yeah. look at this appalled look. Tarrant yeah. knows that Avon knows that yeah. she's dead and could have been dead for some time, you know. And uh, so uh, he runs off to change and Avon smiles. 
Um, yeah, this... that, that smile, I wrote in my notes, Avon's smile makes the whole thing worthwhile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's yeah, the yeah, best yeah. thing. It's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he's... <laughs> Um, through no action of his own, yep. you know, Terence had his comeuppance, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's, everyone seems a little bit happier when Terence's life goes to pop, doesn't it? Well, we are. Well, we are, and Villa is, and Avon is. <laughs> it's you Reap what you sow, isn't it? Indeed, indeed, yeah. Down there, I mean, Tarrant goes down in that Troy Tempest outfit, and so yep. does Dana. Um, and for some reason, she's turned into a skeleton with ginger hair. Uh, don't well, quite understand. At least her wigs were left. They, yes. they could identify her. Yeah. yeah. And we get this terrible, oh, from Tarrant. Um, <laughs> and, and Dana oh, says... Howls, howls. Yeah. yeah, it's awful. Yeah, and Dana says she took off her glove. Yeah. Why? Because no, she wanted to die, didn't she? she so that, that, that was yeah. suicide. She, it was suicide, she, she, yeah. she And Avon knew that, time. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that look that they gave yeah. between them. I mean, it's almost when... Because Avon says she's the one that's got to do the down. It's almost like Avon is telling her she's got to do the honourable yeah. thing. Yeah. And that's how it ends. It ends yeah. very, very abruptly. It just ends with that. I think it, it feels like the cameramen lost interest, so they just went, I'll switch it off. Hmm. We're not. We can't have a scene of Tarrant emoting and crying. Switch it off. Yeah. Now the script for this story, um, I'm not sure. You know that they knew when they commissioned this, or when they decided to put this in as episode twelve, that it would be the penultimate episode. No, I doubt it. Because doubt that, it. because you've got all this thing about it is salvageable. The contamination that needs to be turned off. Of course, in the next story after this it's blown it up yeah. because they say you know if Z- zucan hadn't told serverland where the base is one of the others would sooner or later you know so yep. all, all that was for now almost almost as if yeah almost as if avon shouldn't have trusted everyone hmm. <laughs> idiot well we're coming up to a was it worth it yeah soon all right so <clears throat> that's the story over. So um, this this story directed very oddly by Victor's Retellius. I think that's how you say it. Victor's Retellius. Yeah. Okay. He um, did he do a Doctor Who? Uh, no. His name his name is very familiar. He did do other work. He directed the film Crucible of Horror. Right. Okay. And various episodes of Colditz, Secret Arms Army, and Dempsey and Makepeace. Right. Okay. Um, right. And apparently, in some stories of Colditz, Dempsey and Makepeace, and Secret Army, um, Zukan was in it. Roy Boyd was really? in them. So I, was, I, don't... I, I, I would thought you meant the actual character of Zukan was, because that would have been brilliant. <laughs> what, Secret Army or Colditz? Yeah. And you've got Zukan with his top knot walking Yeah, around. he just appears with his huge shoulder pad says... Listen carefully, I'll say this only once. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I don't know if Roy Boyd is in this because he I, had I been in other things that, with yeah. Victors and they got on and they were mates. Yeah. Okay. Well, what I, I think what a lot of people don't sort of realise, because the way that film was made and the way that TV was made then were very different. So the director would come on and it would be the director who would suggest who they wanted to play the parts, not mm. the producer. Mm. Um, so... It, it, yeah, I can imagine. And you, you get this a lot where, like, Dougie Hamfield will bring on his troupe of dependable actors. And I imagine this is probably the same. The guys come on and you thought, uh, I need people I can rely on to put, you know, I, I've got other stuff to worry about, putting all these uh, uh, special effects spark generator things on on every scene. 
So he's probably gone, yeah, I'll, I'll use you, I've used you before. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can totally believe it. Yeah. I can totally believe it. Um, Betafoll, the planet Betafoll was uh, at, oh, what a surprise, Betchworth Quarry. Yep. Last week it was, uh, what was it? Oh, the Moloch planet. Uh, yes. um, you know, uh, this week it's, uh, yes, Betafoll. Uh, yes, it, that was a shopping centre. Uh, was that, yeah, I, I, I'm not center. surprised. I'm not surprised. Yeah. Would Would you care to guess what exotic lo- location this shopping center was uh, centered in? Was it's not the um, uh, what, is it White Water or whatever they call it, Blue Water? It's not that no. Oh no, there? Blue 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 Water was a quarry. Actually, that I'm surprised they never filmed there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Still, yeah, it's a yeah. shopping center in the in a quarry. Um, no, no, no. When you say you know far off futuristic science fiction action adventure drama nothing says that more than guildford guildford yeah they filmed it in guildford now again i don't know if that's a place of pilgrimage for blake seven fans that they've gone and filmed themselves going up and down the escalators with uh, numbers written on their foreheads in biro i think we should do it if uh, nobody else says i think i think we should yeah um i imagine though you'd probably you you might run into like the douglas adams fans because um martin croydon Bloody Martin Coy from, from Guildford is mentioned in mm. Douglas Adams' Hitchhikers, isn't it? So yeah, yeah. It, perhaps Guildford is the centre of the known universe. It would be nice if on yeah. one escalator you got Blake Seven fans going up and then yeah. Hitchhikers fans going yeah. down. Yeah. I, I can imagine that. Perhaps we, we should do that. We should arrange a, a Blake Seven in character day out. We should. Yeah. We should. Uh, Betchworth Quarry and the Friary Shopping Centre in Guildford. Yes. All right, Roy Boyd then, Roy Boyd, okay, he, he's got a genre tally of 10, Ooh. all right, which is okay, yeah, that's not bad. Okay. Uh, before we get into it, he was actually considered three times uh, for roles in Life Force, okay? Uh, he he oh, was right. up for uh, the roles of Kelly, yeah. okay, Lamson, and I like this one, Brash Guard. Brash Guard. He was up for Brashgard, yes. I think he would have been good as Brashgard. Yes, yes. Right, now, his genre tally of ten, the very first genre thing he was in was Twins of Evil, a nice uh, Hammer film, uh, where where he played Dying Man. (laughs) Mm -hmm. He gets all the best parts, doesn't he? Yeah, I guess he wasn't in that for very long. Then he was in that TV show that we had never heard of before, uh, the horror anthology show in the 60s or early 70s called The Frighteners. Okay. Yeah. We talked about that before. Should, Somebody else had been in that. that down or yeah. Um, I don't remember him in this, but he was in The Wicker Man. Oh right. What part okay. did he play? In it? He, he played Broom. I don't broom. know if it means he played he a, was broom. a Broom. Yeah. <laughs> he was so wooden yeah. in it that he played a Broom. I don't know. Uh, he was also in The Omen. Okay. Right. As as a reporter, um, and then he uh, popped up in Doctor Who in The Hand of Fear. Oh right. He plays Driscoll in The Hand of Fear. I don't remember him in that. I like The Hand of Fear. I watch yeah, it quite, of good. Quite, quite, quite often. I'm presuming I'm, that's I, someone in the nuclear control room. I think so. Like yeah, he's got to be one of those uh, guys mm. in that. Uh, he was next in The New Avengers. Okay. Yeah. And uh, the next thing he was in was Space 1999. Ooh. All right. Last week when I was saying about, um, you know, uh, an eagle flying through an atmosphere isn't very yeah. convincing, uh, I mentioned that because I had watched the episode The Immunity Syndrome um, from Season 2. 
all right? Yeah. Because I saw that uh, Roy was in it, and it's like, oh, okay. And, uh, yeah, he is indeed in it. He, he plays a uh, an Alphan by the name of Joe. He's in it at the beginning before he gets possessed by an alien uh, entity and, and tries killing uh, Tony Vadashi. Which everyone um, did in season two, didn't they? Well, yeah, 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 everyone at one point or another. That they did, and anybody who tries killing Tony is uh, is all right in my book. Um, yeah, he, he's got a, a mighty fine Gareth Thomas uh, worthy uh, mop of curly hair oh, really? um, in that. So if he was indeed bald underneath the wig, yeah. he lost it um, in that, like you know, uh, five or six years. Uh, next thing was Blake Seven. Uh, the next thing after that, he was in Biggles Adventure in Time. Okay, um, oh, I'm guessing. Right. I'm guessing bit part. Yeah. Yes, I'm guessing bit part. Though he played a German NCO yeah. in that. Yeah. And uh, the last thing he was in was Knights of God. Okay. Oh, that wasn't that Gareth Thomas Knights of God. Gareth oh, Thomas was in that, wasn't? Was he, he in that? I think someone. I never someone saw it. Genre wise, was in it. it might have been oh, Pat Troughton, right. To be fair. <laughs> I, yeah. No, I never not... watched it, but I remember all the trailers for it. It was about the same time that the tripods was out, wasn't it? That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. All right. So, yeah, Jean Tally of 10, Who Tally of 1. Okay. That's respectable. Yeah, that's all right. That's all right. So, <laughs> next feature, was it worth it? Was this story, was it worth them actually getting up that morning? No. Absolutely everything, not. Everything would have been a damn sight better had they just stayed in bed. Like we said at the top of the show, if Avon didn't get involved in this... You know, just keep out the Federation's way. Yep. They would still have Zen and Base, you know, and uh, yeah, yeah. Tarrant wouldn't have been heartbroken. No. Um, no, completely and utterly, uh, no, it wasn't worth it. No, not at all. They they got nothing out of this and lost everything. Yeah, indeed, indeed. All right, okay, well, that's it. Um, so that's uh, today's episode over. Of course, this is a season four story, so you know what happens next. Um, next is a special episode. Special. Right? And, yeah, next time we're doing a special, special episode. Uh, uh, because we're going to special, special episode. Extra special, special episode. Yeah. Uh, we're going to team up with our sister show. Um, why are they called sister shows and not brother shows? Um, I don't know. That is a, that Because is a it question, should... Yeah. It should be a brother show because you and I do are, are going to be on both. It should be a yeah. brother show, not a sister show. But uh, yeah, no, we're, we're on our sister show, effectively speaking, um, we're going to take a look at Doctor Who's The Robots of Death. Okay, yes. so so what we're going to actually do is so next Wednesday, Ian and I will going to be on, effectively speaking, looking at the special effects of that story. Then two days later, we'll be back here to look at the Blake Seven characters that pop up in the tale and have a talk about that. Okay, should All be right. good. I think it's a, it's an unusual experiment. It might it, not work. It, it might completely fail, but yeah. uh, we'll give it a go. All right. Yes, I think that'd be good. All right. Okay. All right. All right. I, well, yeah. Well, I've got a, I've got a shout out actually. Um, oh my goodness! I know it's unusual for me. So um, this, is, while we've been doing this uh, this uh, podcast, not this particular one, but I mean the podcast in general. Uh, my wife Anne, she's gone from where Blake. So if you mentioned Blake Seven to her, you got a twitch, and she hated it because she was forced to watch it as a child by her dad, and she hated it. So as we've been doing this, it's been on in the background. So she's, you know, she started watching it to the point where for Christmas, she, um, she, uh, commissioned from a, a local, um, artist and map maker, um, called, uh, his name is Jamie Parry Bruce. And I just want to say thank you. She commissioned him to make a star map of the Terran Federation. And the poor guy researched every single planet mention 
what space sector it's in, what it's next to, and he's he's done out this wonderful A3 size map. He he normally does things like Hobbit, you know, the Hobbit style map and that, and for different programs like that, he people can commission him to do them. But this is the first time he's done a space map, and he said it was the hardest one he's ever done. But it's absolutely, it's the thing of beauty. And I, I just, uh, I know he listens to the podcast. So I'd just like to say thank you, Jamie. It's, yes. Uh, it was much appreciated. And I'd like to thank my wife, Anne, for for, for getting it commissioned. It, it's much appreciated, yeah. m- m- much loved and uh, lusted after, can yeah. I say, because I am in- extremely jealous yeah, it, we could have done with it. You know, when we did the, uh, the episode on the planet, we were trying to work out what sector things were in. This would have solved it all. I tell you what, that yeah. keep that to hand when we do future episodes, yes, and and, yeah. and 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 try and work out just where in in the uh, galaxy they are this week. Yeah, well, I was I was just looking up, and Beta Files on there, just off to the, the left hand side. It's uh, yeah, it's it's so nice. And it's, You're going to have to post up a picture. The amount of research, yeah. Yeah, post up a picture of the map yeah. and also a close-up of yeah. where Betafile actually is. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Um, I've said, uh, it, it, how accurate is it? Because if I used it to navigate, would it be any good? But I don't think it would be. Well, we've said before, Blake yeah. 7, space is like an ocean, so you'll yes. be all right. Yeah. Yeah. You just need a compass and a boat. Yeah. And you can get yeah, there. Yeah, you'll be all right, yeah. Yeah, you'll be all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, that, that looked terrific. Can you put a picture up? Yes, um, yeah, I'll, uh, on I'll take Facebook. Yeah, yeah. that'd be brilliant. Yeah, all right. Well done. I'm very jealous, as I say. Yeah. All right. I, I, I don't. Okay. I mean, it's. I can't remember the last time I got a Blake Seven present, but uh, yeah, it was nice. Even better, a Blake Seven present that you didn't even know existed. Exactly. Yeah. Because you're kind, such a Blake yeah. Seven fanboy, you know of every bit of yeah. merchandise uh, well, that, that's it, it, ever been out. It or it gets me if I see a photo that I haven't seen before. You know, you mm. get a little bit. You get a little bit of palpitations in the chest. So yeah, for a, for some a piece of merchandise that that uh, I was blissfully unaware of until Christmas yeah. morning. Yeah, yeah, that's a great shout out. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, thanks for your time today, Ian. No problem. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I we've had a little break for Christmas, and I missed it. I missed. Yeah. It. So did I. I. So did I. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. But this is strange now because in the next week we've got to go off and research by watching Doctor Who and not Blake Seven. Yeah. So this is going to yeah. be a bit of a weird one. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good episode. All right. Though, so. Yeah. You know, it's a cracker. It's yeah. a cracker. All right. Okay. Thank you, listener. Thank you, Ian. No problem. Thanks again. And uh, yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, next week. Uh, Get ready for the special. Double bill. Nice one.